0: i've always had sporadic friends i've never had like i said i've never had like that joey chandler monica phoebe like rachel kind of vibe where like we have a core group of people and i don't i'm not i'm never sure as to why i just have a multitude of different friends that have different things and you're the only one that successfully infiltrated all those groups into all of them
1: (laughs) Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals.
0: And welcome back to another episode of The Gal's Guide, we are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah and I'm
1: Emily. And welcome back to another episode.
0: So, lately we have been <laughs> both of us I feel like have been struggling like in different departments of our life recently. <laughs> Yours has definitely been work, hands mm-hmm. down. <laughs> You've been watching a lot of your comfort shows, like, on repeat to kind of cope with that a little bit, which I, I do not do. I've never rewatched a television show, like, really. I, it's so rare for me to ever want to do that. But, like, how many times have you rewatched Gossip Girl?
1: I think this will be my third time. I think there's some kind of comfort in knowing what's gonna happen like every single episode I'm like oh yeah this is the episode where Elizabeth and Jack take over Charles Hotel before it even happens and I'm like this is so dumb like why am I wasting my time (laughs) but it's like this like nostalgia slash comfort slash takes me back to like the first time that I saw it I guess I don't know
0: it's just so funny to me because I sit here I put in so much work I watch all these shows, I give you recommendations week know, after week, and you just take none of it like, in
1: mind. Well, so. it was, it's funny you say that, because last night I was like, what is that show that Emily was telling me about, the Mormon one, and then I was like, I can't remember, so I'm just going to watch Gossip Girl, <laughs> instead of just, just texting you and asking but it's fine. <laughs>
0: under Under the banner of heaven, for those Un- who are Under wondering. the
1: banner of heaven. Okay, I need yes. to say it out loud for me to remember it.
0: Yes. Yeah. I will text it to you after this. I'll send you the poster for it. Um, it's. I'll send you the link for it on Hulu. Like, what? I don't know what else you need. I need um, you to come
1: over and press play. <laughs>
0: like, if you want to pay for that $600 plane ticket, I happily will. <laughs> um but other than that, I cannot do that. Um, so sorry okay. to disappoint you on that front. Yeah, that's, okay. that's just yeah, not gonna be possible. But I mean, that's you've been struggling with that. I've been struggling like with a social life. I feel like I've done nothing but stay home almost every night recently and watched TV or a movie. I think I watched When Harry Met Sally twice. Last week, and I'm, like, currently debating going and paying, like, $30 to go watch it at, like, the Melrose Rooftop Theater with some friends. Oh, but
1: that would be fun. (laughs) Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, it's just Nora Ephron
0: just brings so much comfort, and I really love her film. I've watched La La Land twice now already, and, like, that's saying something, because, like, back when that came out in 2016, I was adamantly against that movie I was
1: gonna say I'm pretty sure I didn't watch it because you told me not to watch it, (laughs) and I
0: take every word back it is a fantastic film Damien Chazelle's a genius I think the reason I had trouble kind of giving myself to it and liking it so much was because I knew that it was like a love story to Los Angeles and this was prior to me living in Los Angeles and I couldn't I I was so sick of films like that but now Mm. that I live here I do see the beauty in it I mean I drive-by places all the time where i'm like that would be such a cool filming location um and it is a musical after that the main reason i hated it was because they casted ryan gosling who is not a singer by trade in a musical i and hate I'm when thinking, they do that i'm they tired do that too of much. hollywood yeah i'm tired of hollywood casting um uh, actors who can't sing in musicals like emma stone she's got it she's can she can do it she's great i mean she's been in cabaret on broadway it's like she can sing it's a little bit higher than her typical range i would say i would say she's more of an alto but i regardless i think she is great ryan gosling city of stars could have been a, such a much better song if he wasn't singing it like aaron Tevette could have bodied that entire trip trip vanderbilt there you go oh. that's what i'm talking about aaron tavette that's aaron Tivet. Trip Vanderbilt, he could have bodied that role of Sebastian in La La Land more than Ryan did. Um, My boy Jeremy Jordan could have also bodied that role. I mean, there's so many other young men in Hollywood that can hold a tune and can go along with it that are not Ryan Gosling. So, um, yes, their chemistry is great. I will say that. However, it's a musical first and foremost, Um, so that should have taken precedent, but other than that, I I really love it, and I think for a while it was hard for me to watch because Mia's storyline was so relatable to me and just really hard for me to, like, watch because I just – I mean, she's an actress, and – There's there's a moment where I mean Emma Stone won the Oscar for this role where she is like you know maybe I'm not good enough maybe maybe it's just a pipe dream and I was like that hits a little too close to home and I don't like that but uh, I mean it's just it's a great film so I know I'm like a couple years late to this
1: but well now I need to watch it
0: I I you would love it I but I truly believe you would love it. and you just now know going into it that Ryan Gosling sucks, so don't make fun of his singing too much. Um, but, yeah.
1: I know it's like I don't expect good singers anymore in any of the movies. So,
0: <laughs> I, you know that I tell you when there are great ones. Oh yeah. Though. Oh so, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So you know that happens. So I've been trying my best not to spend majority of my time alone and trying to get out and socialize a lot more. And you know it's been interesting like I still don't feel like I have like a core friend group here in LA and so Maddie who is a dear friend of the podcast from OK Sis and also she's the founder of the app Camber she recently had a like Camber walk group meetup where we all went on like a short little walk hike um in Coldwater Canyon at Tree People and it was really great I met like a lot of girls there it was a really really nice way to kind of like meet people like I was just gonna go alone And I knew that, like, there's probably going to be other women there alone. So I was going to find somebody. Like, that was the thing that I was walking away with. And I met some lovely girls. There was one who – she was great, like – She was from the South, just like me. She was also a huge fan fan of Harry Styles and the Jonas Brothers. She works in social media. So that was really great. I met a lot of other girls. They follow the podcast as well. So if you're listening, hi, hello. Um, And it was just really nice to see Maddie again. So uh, going to like little networking events like that one. And then I've also gone to... A collection of different screenwriting meetups with a couple of other friends. Um, One being one of my really good male friends out here. Uh, Him and I are both screenwriters and we've gone to a couple different ones. And I've met some like really quality friendships out of that. And I'm going to another one by the time this episode goes out. So hopefully, you know, we'll have some more friends. But yeah, I mean trying to i've never had like a core group of female friends and we'll talk about that a little bit more in in this episode but that's just something that currently right now in my phase of my life that i'm trying to find nurture grow and that's kind of what inspired today's episode but we're gonna get into that in all in a second but before we do Kind of want to talk about captivations a little bit. Something that we do every week here on this show, where we talk about things we're currently captivated by. And I would love to know what you are, Hannah. Besides, is it besides Gossip Girl? Because we all know that
1: we all know Gossip Girl would definitely be the captivation. But we're gonna go a little bit more uh, <laughs> something everyone can do. Uh, I mean, everyone can watch Gossip Girl if they want. But I'm really into now that like summer is coming. It's still mm-hmm. spring technically, but uh, it's June. June. Well, yeah, but isn't it like the end of June when summer actually starts? I mean, like if you want to get technical, the first but day of June, summer. Listen, June on, is a summer on. month.
0: I don't care. If, June first, June first, summer. summer? When does? When, when is the first day of summer? Something like at the end of June, like June twentieth or something.
1: I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways, regardless of the day, um, it's basically summer. So, wine nights on the patio. I just did this with two friends that I used to work with. Um, Mm -hmm. We had wine. We had um, little, like, appetizers. So, we had, like, cheese dip, salsa, like, um, crackers and cheese, veggies. um, And we just sat around and talked for, like, four hours, and it was just so much fun and we just did it on like a tuesday night like it was just really fun um we haven't been able to get together in a while so that was really fun and i'm just really into being outside like taking what i would normally do inside on like a night in or out Mm -hmm. or whatever and just like doing it outside Um, especially now that it's all warm and stuff so. You know, what's a,
0: you know, it's really fun to do. I really enjoy doing a weekday activities. Like yes, after me work. too. Like it's just more rewarding than a weekend for some reason.
1: Yeah. And like that whole day, like all day at work, I was like, oh, I don't want to be here. <laughs> and then it was like, Oh, I have something to look forward to. Like, let me just get through my day and then I, and then I can get to this nice like event. And then like, normally I would like be anxious about doing something because of like work the next day, but I've just started to realize that like work is work and I need to have a life outside of it and I need to do things and I need to be okay with like doing things the night before I have something or somewhere I have to be. So Mm yeah.
0: Yeah. I really enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. And it just, yeah, like you said, like it gives you something to look forward to. So it's really nice. I'm glad mm-hmm. that you discovered
1: that. Yes, discovering well, all the I things. Think, <laughs> I think that
0: like when you have all your plans on the weekends and you don't get that time to recoup and rest, then it's like, did you even have a weekend?
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's where I'm trying to save my energy to recharge is mm-hmm. on a weekend. And um, yeah, I just need more of my gal friends to move out here. <clears throat> Uh, oh. so we can do things on the week. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't well, talking about you, I,
1: I know you're gonna not going to do it. say, literally, all I need is a private jet, and then I'll just fly back and forth all the time.
0: Yeah. That's all I need. Know. I'm just going like, to mm-hmm.
1: hop in the jet. And, just, um...
0: <laughs> you know, minor details. Just, it's fine. <laughs> it's just the little things, right? Just, uh,
1: yeah. But what is your captivation this week?
0: So, mine's <laughs> a lot darker. Oh. <laughs> uh, so Mine's a television show, obviously. Oh, okay, uh, okay.
1: okay. So Under the, the sun th- of the heaven, or whatever it's called? No
0: (laughs) one. It's under the banner of heaven. That was so close. I've already done that. I've (laughs) already done that. That's true.
1: That's true. That's true. Okay, sorry. Continue. It's on
0: who? It's so Emmys are coming up in September. They have not yet announced the uh, nominations yet. But I have been trying to catch up and just watch especially the miniseries it's a lot easier to catch up on those because they're usually only like seven to ten episodes it's one season you don't have to watch a ton in order to get up there and it's just a quick storyline i can kind of like watch it throw it away be done and so one of the top contenders for their think at least variety is thinking for best lead actor in a limited series or tv movie is michael keaton for dope sick so I had seen. Dopesick. I've Sick. heard about
1: this. Okay. Yeah,
0: I I had seen the um the advertisements for Dopesick, but I had not yet watched it because I knew how heavy the material was, and I I finally watched it, and it is. You are going to be so mad when you watch this because you know it's i mean michael keaton's character is fictionalized it, it's so you can you know see this through someone's lens yeah but I, it, it fall it's about the opioid crisis in america and you see this um, point of view from um michael keaton's character who is a doctor in a very very small rural town in appalachia and um, working with a lot of the miners like in west virginia and in other parts of virginia and so you know it's And then you also see the side of the medical sales reps who were working for OxyContin uh, when it was first launched. And then you see the Sackler family who invented OxyContin, who, in my personal opinion, um, deserve to rot in the deepest parts of hell. Just to put it lightly, Um, they are shitty people and they are not in prison um, they have gotten out of any of their criminal cases because of, they just got out of a settlement and they are still sitting on billions of dollars and are not, they, you know, they're, they can't be in charge of Oxycontin anymore. But like, you know, they're not hurting at all and um, they deserve jail because of how many people have died from the opioid crisis from their specific medication you also get insights to the d a da agent who is trying to follow this case as well and really trying to help these people but it's w- so hard not to get mad when you're watching it and you see these different characters that um you know this doctor helped um that you know he he was he was so unaware of how bad Oxycontin was at the time. These medical sales reps, you know, they were also unaware at the time, you know, and then you see people, you know, just become corrupt and dark, and, you know, you see people that, you know, you're really rooting for fall down this addiction path. And it's really, really sad to watch some of these favorite characters like get addicted to this drug. And I think one reason for me that it was really, um you know, frustrating to watch is because one of the top cities in, America that is suffering from the opioid crisis is Wilmington, North Carolina. And that is where I went to college at North Carolina in general is one of the biggest States that is suffering from the opioid crisis. Mm. Um, But uh, Wilmington, North Carolina is one of the main ones. uh, And it sucks because Wilmington also there are, water if you if their public water comes from the Cape Fear River like it's predominantly a lot of people in the downtown area it's poisoned like it's uh there's a Gen X chemical from DuPont from that chemical leak that happened up in Virginia so not only is there a heavy opioid crisis in the city of Wilmington but their their public water is also poisoned and apparently it was poisoned when even I was living there so that chemical is in my blood system already
1: awesome
0: and if you drink tap water whenever you came to visit me, it's also in your blood system. Um,
1: yes, I'm pretty sure so, I did, so, yeah. you know. So it's just
0: fucked how so many of these huge, large companies and uh, there's if you are interested in like what i'm talking about with that one the gen x uh, chemical that was released by dupont uh, mark ruffalo actually did a whole documentary above this um that i would all highly recommend i do not know the name of it off the top of my head uh but mark ruffalo is a really big advocate for um getting the people of wilmington clean water but yeah um i have friends at the university of north carolina wilmington who were marine biology majors and um their professor straight up said you could not pay me enough money to drink the tap water in the city because of how poisoned it is and so that's um,
1: wild like I yeah. bet like you didn't even know that was a thing
0: didn't know it was a thing until it until ca- later the on news and yeah, yeah. And so it surfaced um because I think if I'm not mistaken it happened like in my last year when I lived there and so yeah I mean it's I'm, I'm going there in a couple of weeks for a wedding. And I literally texted my mom. I was like, can you please get us bottles of water? Because we're staying downtown and I do not want to, I, I, the chemicals already in me. I don't want to increase any more exposure to me. Like, I know I can't control what restaurants are doing and stuff like that, but like what I can't control, I would like to control. Yeah. Um, and yeah, back to dope sick though. Really, really motivating. I, it's something I'm just super passionate about. If I had not gone into filmmaking, um, addiction therapy was something that i was really interested in studying because um it's something that i think everybody has probably knows somebody that's gone through it or known a family member that's gone through it it's and the way oxycontin just rewires people's brains is just so traumatizing um but um yeah if if still very very great show i don't want to t- deteriorate anybody from like um not watching it because of the heavy contents of it uh, the performances of and the actors on the show are really really captivating and i just highly recommend everybody watching them um but to talk about lighter things we are getting into today's episode we're talking about cultivating friends as an adult cultivating your 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 gal gang, your your gal scouts, as we call them on this podcast, um, and just finding like your deepest, bestest friends as an adult because it does get hard um, as you get older. But if you love this episode after this one, we do have over 100 episodes for you to dig into after this with a range of topics from love and dating. To your own self love, healing, and spirituality. And if you're new, we welcome you to our community, to our troop of Gal Scouts. We are your friends here, and we are all in this adventure together, guiding you through it. And you can go to our Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod, check out more content from today's episode, as well as our personal handles. Mine is at Emily
1: Elise, um, and mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And
0: whether you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we hope that you subscribe and be so kind to give us a review. But without further ado, let's get into our topic for today. So like I said, we're talking about making friends as an adult. And I think we both have definitely struggled with this recently as I have moved across the country from North Carolina Mm -hmm. to Los Angeles. I've abandoned
1: you. Uh. (laughs) you left me in the cold (laughs) dark rainy i don't know you've got some you like took some you took some north carolina rain to la i think
0: well apparently june gloom is a thing which i had no idea about yeah what that is a thing where it's like the sky goes away and it's like in the morning at least like it's just gray all the time um so
1: that's how it is here like 90 percent of the time right now someone
0: said it was a uh june gloom and then someone went on to say that it was a no sky July and then Foggest. and I was like, Foggest? What? That's the thing. It's supposed to be sunny and seventy year round. Like, what are you talking
1: about? Um, so I will. Look- it's because I'm not there. I'm the sunshine dog. Okay.
0: All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I, I and, and, and I've been trying to make it more effort to um, do more things in nature lately too but it's just hot so um yeah I did leave you in the humidity behind though um and North Carolina you could have joined me but then you went and got engaged so you know it was really yeah yeah maybe
1: in another life (laughs)
0: but we're both on two different I think we're on two different playing fields when it comes to making friends because I'm still single and I'm I'm dating Mm -hmm. and I do notice that majority of my closest friendships are with people who are in relationships. And while I love all of you, and I think all of your partners are awesome, um, I need single friends.
1: (laughs) You do. So I have
0: people to go out with because I I feel bad when I have to put the burden on my coupled friends to, I mean, not that it's a burden to go out with me. I'm a great fun time to go out with bars, but... (laughs) I mean, you're getting approached by, you know, other people, men, you know, at bars. And it's like, I i can't, you're not going out to meet people. And like, we're, and you don't want to like take away, like, you know, I, you want me to go meet people. And
1: you're like, I don't right. want you, I don't
0: want to like drag you down or anything like that because I want to.
1: But I also don't, please don't leave me here with this man. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh,
0: i need single friends to go out with and you know to i love hanging out with all my coupled friends but yeah i need single girls to go out to bars with and to like meet people and to have like those flings with and luckily my roommate is also single so like i do have that aspect of that and i do have other female friends but uh do you find yourself having more friends that are in relationships since you are on that path
1: yeah i would definitely say yeah Mm -hmm. Is it, do
0: you, do you typically hang out with like them individually or are you hanging out like couples and couples?
1: No, individually. Individ- uh, there's like, there's like one or two that I'll hang out with like couples, but mm-hmm. for the most part, like I hang out with my friends, Blaine hangs out with his friends or we all hang out together, mm-hmm. but it's like, I hang out with him and his friends. He hangs out with my, mine and my friends. We all haven't like combined because we're all so you don't, oh, so so you don't have like a
0: couple group that you're hanging
1: out with Mm-mm. interesting no not yet not yet maybe one day but. I know I say
0: this because uh you know so two, two of my closer friends that I have out here um Kirsty Taylor who we've had on this podcast and Allie Ringer who we've also had on this podcast as well um both are in relationships both hang out together as couples like they're they go on couple dates all the time and they, I think they have another friend who's also in a couple that they hang out with all the time and I'm like I want to hang out, but, like, you're doing couple things, so, like, I can't, I don't, I, it feels weird for me to be there, and I totally understand that, like, I'm the one single person, I feel like the child amongst, like, these parents and everything, even though they're not parents, and they're the same age as me, but, you know, I feel like the child in the group, and uh, those are times where I'm like, oh, you know, it would be nice to have a relationship but,
1: uh, but I also feel like it's hard to hang out with like couples cause you like all have to get along. Like it, I, it takes, it really is rare that I don't like my friend's partners. That's true. Your ex that's is true. like one
0: of the people that I did not like. Um, and I made that, yeah,
1: but you made that clear anyway <laughs> that
0: I did not like him and I, he, whereas like now,
1: I mean, he called you Bert. Oh, and so. yeah. After
0: I said multiple times that I hated that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and it goes to show that, like, I don't mind it if Blaine is around whenever we hang out, because, like, I do like him, and I do think he is an enjoyment to hang out with, um, and I don't mind hanging out when it's, like, with you two, um, and I think the same thing, like, with Allie, like, and her uh, her boyfriend, like, I love hanging out with both of them, um, they're like my mom and dad of LA, I do say that, because they take me to dinner sometimes, and I'm like... I feel like a child, like, on this date with you. Um, but... <laughs> I'm going to get the
1: chicken tenders. Yeah. And,
0: like, my friend Caitlin like, and her um, husband. Like, I don't mind hanging out with my friends and their partners. Um, but I can't cultivate a friend group off of that. And I will say, luckily, most of the females that I am friends with that do have partners, uh, they are not so enmeshed with their partner that they wouldn't spend time without them to hang out with me that makes sense
1: no that does make sense
0: yeah but i i do feel like making friends as an adult i think one challenge behind that is you're no longer in the confines of school uh to have easy access to people who have things in common with you like i think it's really easy like within college because you have sorority fraternity groups or clubs or you know similar classes to your major where you're able to you know find people that you had that commonality with your dorm room like your roommates things like that same with high school and then you get into the adult world and just me personally I don't want all my friends to come from my work life like I really Mm -hmm. don't want to like I like my coworkers, some of them are great like one of them I'm still friends with like but I don't Want to always hang out with my co workers uh, outside yeah, of work. That's fair. I want friends that mm-hmm. have other things outside of that. And so I've always had sporadic friends. I've never had, like I said, I've never had like that Joey Chandler, Monica, Phoebe, like Rachel kind of vibe where like we have a core group of people. And i don't i'm not i'm never sure as to why i just have a multitude of different friends that have different things and you're the only one that successfully infiltrated all those groups into all of them mm-hmm. <laughs> you sneak
1: your way that's into the night i was gonna say that's the nine in me i just get along with whoever yeah
0: so but uh, yeah, I, yeah it's so i have always had my film friends my uh podcast friends you know just different aspects of my life but For some time, you were able to have, like, that core group of, like, female friendship, which I think is great whenever you do have a solid female friend group. I mean, we had one in high school, the Sexy Six. I was going
1: to say, I had two in high school, and they both disappeared.
0: We met in the (laughs) Sexy Six, though.
1: Except for us. We, except
0: that's for where us we now. met. Like, <laughs> we met in the sexy six. And, mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah, do we? I still cannot believe we called well, ourselves. Well, we
0: called ourselves that because we were, we were making fun of another popular group who called themselves the fam. Um, mm-hmm. And.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we were those. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: just thinking back on all those memories of all of oh my us. god
1: that was so funny and th- we had fun it was a
0: fun time but that was the like the first time i mean i had other friend groups but they were some of, one of them was from my ex-boyfriend was in and i after we broke up i didn't want to hang out with them really anymore so i kind of lost that and then I, ha- I started hanging out with you guys and it was fun, so much fun like, I, I love that. And I love it when there is a group of female friends because, for me at least, I, and you've, you've seen this firsthand from all my birthday parties that I've had in my life, where I gather all my friends together and I'm, like, trying to make sure that no one feels excluded or left out. Like, I really mm-hmm. try to go above and beyond at that. And I... We'll try to mix people together, and I'm like, I hope you guys like all get along. But I can always tell like the different groups that are going to separate off eventually. And when yeah. we were all friends and had that group in high school, I mean, it was so great because it was never weird if like two people went and hung out um, alone because we were all each other's friends. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. times within friend groups, like you have like like everyone has to hang out together. Yeah. All of or the there's time. like always like yeah. one central person. Like I. Th- Mm-hmm. That is like the core person of this friend group, and then like for I, I only think I think it was Pretty Little Liars, um
1: but yeah, like at like, like allie. allie was the leader of the group, allie and it was the weird if
0: Emily and Hannah, which oh my god, which is realized <laughs> but like those are two characters.
1: Wait, wait, are we bll <laughs> I'm
0: not Shay Mitchell. I wish I was, but I am not Shay Mitchell. <laughs>
1: yeah, I also wish I was. Uh, Shay if Mitchell. I was
0: anybody in that show, it would have been Spencer. Let's be real
1: true, uh, true.
0: But, uh but yeah like emily and hannah in that group you never really saw them go and hang out like they were always hanging out because Allie was there until after Allie yeah. like peaced out and you know spoiler alert right died but didn't die um but yeah like surprise <laughs> surprise <laughs> but i've always craved it and i just think i crave it because you know there's security in it there's loyalty in that and some women find that like when they're in college through a sorority um or just I I kind of had something of that when I was in a dance group in undergrad so but you like you like I was saying to the point you had that in graduate school and Mm -hmm. I mean are you guys like still friends like do you still have that core group
1: so yes and no it's a lot smaller now Mm -hmm. like um there's two girls that I'm really close with, Mm -hmm. um, well, actually three. One just lives further away, so it's, like, she's there, but more frequently Mm -hmm. just me and the two girls. um, We hang out a lot. They're from – they were in speech-language pathology with me. Then I have, like, all my ear candy girls, which started out as, like, a huge group, and then it, like, closed – like, not closely. It, like, um, gradually – went down Mm -hmm. to like two people Mm -hmm. I've noticed that like I have a bunch of different like sort of similar to you like groups of people that I hang out with but it's like smaller groups of people um and that just has worked for me um because like in high school and in undergraduate school um I had like multiple friends in these groups and then like they always seem to just kind of like fall apart fizzle out um some kind of disagreement that set off everyone and then everyone went different ways or maybe it was just me that went different ways cuz I didn't want to put up with it anymore. Mm-hmm. I was also in a sorority uh which didn't didn't work out for me which is okay. Um <laughs> but like that was that was overwhelming for It was me like female was friendly so groups to the max. Many. Yeah. It was like female energy to the max which is great but like it was just like overloaded and yeah. I don't I don't like Like, it takes me a long time to kind of, like, warm up to you and trust you and want to hang out with you and tell you, like, show my true self. Mm -hmm. Um, So with, like, 50 girls all up on my, like, Instagram, I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know you guys like that. (laughs) But I have noticed, and I think you kind of touched on this earlier, that, like, as an adult and outside of college – I know everyone doesn't go to college, so, like, high school or, you know, whatever. Out of, like, a unified schooling system where... Out of... Yeah. Yeah. So, like, in those kind of settings, you, for the most part, I know a lot of people work, um, but for the most part, you, like, do school, and then you kind of just do whatever the heck you want to do. Especially that's how it was for me in college. I did work, but it was, like, within the day, so, like, at night... I could literally go do whatever the heck I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. And for the most part, all I had to do was call up somebody and they would just hop in the car with me. And now it's like, you really have to plan things out in advance. Yeah. Like I'm planning out to planning to hang out with people like a month in advance. That's also
0: being 21 versus almost 30. Oh no 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 no!
1: no I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. like there like there's so much more effort yeah. that has to be put into like the planning of things, and you also have to be okay with not seeing those people as frequently as you used yeah. to. That was kind of a hard adjustment for me because one of my best friends from college lives five minutes down the road for me and so I was like oh my gosh we're gonna hang out all the time just like we did in college and then I realized like that's not manageable no. like we yeah. are both so busy we have totally different schedules she's married I'm engaged like she has dogs I have dogs she has like four chickens I don't know what happened she only had one and now she has four okay um <laughs> but like I just need to throw that in there real quick um <laughs> but like it's so hard for us. And like sometimes like she'll text me and be like, "Hey, I'm going to the mall, do you want to come?" and like if I don't have anything to do, I'll just go, mm-hmm. which gives me that like college vibe. But for the most part, we have to be like, "Hey, do you want to go get dinner like in two yeah. Saturdays." And it and it's hard. It's hard to for me, it's been hard because I find myself getting really lonely. And I don't and it's not because I can't hang out with myself and it's not because I don't have hobbies. And it's not because I don't talk at work, but like I'm around like parents or children all day. And then I like come home and then my fiance works swing shift. So half the time he's not here. So I I come home to my dogs and I don't really have. This is honestly our podcast is like something that I look forward to during my weeks because it gives me an opportunity to like talk to another adult human (laughs) not a dog (laughs) like it just so like I find myself getting more lonely and so I've had to like kind of figure out how to like deal with that and manage that and find things that I can do by myself that still fulfill me or Mm -hmm. even just like call my mom on the way home from work and like have a conversation with someone who's not under the age of three. So like it's just it's minor detail. It's been just minor detail. But like even if I was working a desk job, like like you or like working from home, like you don't have those interactions oh, yeah. the same. Working from home, yeah, you and definitely so, do not. Yeah. So it's like really it's really challenging to find like a good balance of like no, I need to do my own things or I need to spend time with this person or like I need to do this for myself and I want to hang out with somebody and I want to have a friend group. It's just really hard. It's been, I mean, I I finally found kind of my groove now, but like it's been really challenging to like find that good balance. But yeah, it's just been challenging to like kind of remember like okay we're not in college anymore we can't just like spur the moment hang out with people i can't just text someone at 5 p.m and see if they want to go to dinner that night like that's just not how the work. i know i know you are my person to do this i am the one that will do
0: that like i'm raising my (laughs) hand like i've always been that person for a lot of people Mm -hmm. like i am just like yeah sure let's do it yeah because
1: like how many times have we been like you want to go and you're like yeah let's go and like or want to go to target or like and so so I think I think for I'm trying to find I'm trying to find my like replacement person for cool. that and I'm not I'm not I'm not finding anyone for
0: me It's just I hate <laughs> feeling left out of a lot of things So like yes. when people invite me to things I really want to try to go and I feel immense guilt when I have to say no or cancel on anything like that because. i i I was an only child growing up so I, i very much know how to self entertain myself and we do have a whole episode we recently just did on this called um being happy alone that you guys can go check out and will be linked in the uh description below but um it was something where i always you know, I'm just an extrovert. So I think I'm both at this point in my life, like where I, I I was going to say, I,
1: yeah, it's called ambivert, right? I draw energy, that's what I am, I
0: draw energy, but like from being alone, but I also like, just like going out with friends. And so I am the last minute person that people can like invite to go places because nine times out of 10, especially if it, like, if you're like, let's go now, my makeup's already done. Like, I don't really need to like get ready. If I have to get ready, that's a completely different story. Um, but if I'm already ready, sure, why not? Let's go. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like doing that. But one thing that I've noticed, like, when it, moving out here, meeting people, trying to harness friendships, a question that often comes up for me is, is it worth it? And there's different ways you can apply that question with the friendships. And I think one of them being, you know, is it worth staying in this friendship? Is it is this friendship you know, is it time to leave? Is it like, you know, just draining me too much more than it is supporting me in that way? And I feel like we've also done a topic on this as well, too. But it's also exhausting to make friends and meet people because it's just like dating and you had those awkward lulls and different things like that. And you're like, just push right through it. Just push through it. It'll be okay. And then like the people stop wanting to hang out with you. And then it, it's just like, what the fuck? Like it's worse being ghosted by a girl than it is a guy. <laughs> like sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's also, I wonder too, if it's for some people, like if it's harder to be them, their authentic self around a, a new friend than it is like someone that they're trying to date. Cause I think for me, i'm I'm always wondering like when when am i allowed to get weird like and get deep (laughs) like when can i unbox all of my trauma and i (laughs) i i often think about this one girl that i'm friends with out here and i think around the second or third time we we hung out that's when we started you know talking about all that and unboxing all that and I mean I I think it strengthens the friendship and makes it grow deeper when you're able to finally start being like that but uh, oftentimes I'm quicker to do that with a female friend than I am any potential person that I'm dating and I think it's also easier for me to express my needs that I need in a friendship than are like boundaries and a friendship than it is in somebody that I'm dating. And I think for a lot of people, it's you know sometimes it can be vice versa, and that they have no problem expressing their needs in their dating, but they you know have an issue expressing it with their friends. And I, I think the one thing that I always try to be is a good friend. Like that is one mm-hmm. thing. And so whenever I have had people try to say that I am a bad friend, I really take that to heart because that it's it cannot be any more untrue in my opinion. Um, I I know I'm biased and talking about myself, but I think, you know, I've I've said this sentiment to other people and they're like, no, you are a good friend. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't need to worry about that front. And I think it's because I didn't have many friends growing up before I was in high school. Um, And... So there's a people pleasing standpoint from it that I've now gotten over. So I'm not afraid to be my authentic self, but I'm still like a good friend in that I, you know, have attentive, attentive listening. And I also, you know, am funny. And there's a lot of things that I bring to the table when it comes to friendship. Yeah. but I think for me, what I've noticed lately has been a lot of the friendships I have been able to cultivate have been with men and there's nothing wrong with that but it's because they're all in the film industry and the film industry is so heavily male-dominated and I'm just like no offense I just need some gal pals I just need some girl time I need girls to hang out with and you know sometimes girls can be super intimidating to hang out with and super intimidating to approach and like want to make friends with and how do we get over that how do we just start being like more like approachable because i've tried bumble bff i've tried to do bumble bff and it's so exhausting and i just can't get into that like it's just i don't want to sit here and try to have fake small talk let's just get into it with each other Uh, yeah but i i do think female friendships are some of the most beautiful friendships anybody can have because i think they're really beautiful and that there's just so much nurturing that can come from them and i think that's where you know, your deepest healing can start because Mm. you feel like you have like another sister like to like rely on and lean on and you always have each other's back and there's just so intuitive, I think too. There's a lot of intuition. I mean, I think it goes to say that, you know, women often hang out with each other in groups because there's advice that they can get from each other and you know, you're always leaning into the collective to ask these questions and get advice from whereas I don't feel like that's, so much with men, I don't feel like men are, you know, asking the same questions in their male friend groups that women are about, like, you know, personal decisions that they're trying to make. I mean, you've sat here and called me about certain like life decisions, like with your career and, you know, just trying to be that quote-unquote mother, that quote-unquote therapist, whereas men, I don't feel like they're being reciprocated in that way.
1: Yeah. No, I feel, and I can relate to that because I feel like I've been literally, like, like I said last week, even though I don't use Snapchat a lot, Snapchat video complaining and I like send it to like four different women and like I don't send it to to Blaine. No. Like I'm not going to send that to him. I'll just tell what's him his gonna face. Do? So what's he going to do? You know, he's not going like, to respond back and be like, oh, shame on them or <laughs> WTF or you know, whatever. But he'll actually like give me like like insightful conversations and comments and things that I actually should be doing in that situation, whereas, like, my friends are like, yeah, get <laughs> mm-hmm. them. It's that sister lo- loyalty. Or they'll give me the hard truth, like, actually, you really just need to do X, Y, and Z, and, like, this is why you're feeling this way. But, like, it's really, just Really, you're nice just being t- a bitch at the end of the day. Really? You're kind of. just being a bitch? And no, so and it's Blaine's like, not going to say that to you, but I will. <laughs> yeah, so it's just nice to have... Because, like, that's how I feel like I am with friends, so it's nice to have that mm-hmm. reciprocated. And I've always... I'm very much like a complainer to my friends kind of person so they're probably oh, yeah. like whoa this girl
0: We're re- you're really thankful that I'm a great active listener I know I'm very aware of this honestly uh,
1: all of my friends are and I and I'm very grateful for them because I need a lot of active listening to happen mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I think that's where a lot of like that most those maternal feelings and those maternal aspects of people are expressed is innately in those female friendships like it, you get that like when you have children but I think it's you know hard and like grown in female friendships you're cultivating that maternal instinct and feelings because you do get protective of your friends i mean you see how protective women are of their friends uh i.e charlotte when big dumps carrie and leaves her at the altar like that primal like no that she gives him i I, they're so protective bitches gotta stick with bitches like at the end of the day like (laughs) that's why i only have female dogs bitches gotta stay with bitches
1: yeah I don't know. She'd be a little wild. <laughs> Y'all probably heard, you probably heard Stella in the background. Jesus, but
0: but there are there are a plethora of ways I think you can make friends as an adult if you're not wanting to hang out like with your coworkers because you're seeing them from nine to five already and one thing that i would definitely encourage is if you're like me new york from home i am speaking to the choir with this one and not heeding my own advice but get out of your house Mm. first and foremost and this is just me because i would apply what i've learned from the people on this podcast when it comes to dating to friendships and one of those things i think is so true, and I kind of think we talked about it with Blaine when we had Dating with, by Blaine on here. Um, is if you want a partner who is into hiking or into like the yo- yoga and like the gym and everything, then go to those places and you'll meet those people. And the same, I think, goes for friends. Go to places that you like to do, and like other people that like to do those things are gonna be there. be there. Yeah. And it's easier to, you know, you had that commonality thing mm, going mm-hmm. back to the college ways of like, you know, your major and like clubs and stuff like that. Yep. Like if you're going and act, you're going to certain places and just putting yourself out there. And I think I know it's easier said than done. I know my introverts are like, mm, oh my god, please don't. Yes, <laughs> but I, especially if it's in a workout class and it's another girl. I, I really think it's a lot more accepting of place uh, for you to approach somebody because I don't think anybody – they just have a ton of endorphins pumped into them. They're oh, not yeah. going to be mean at that moment. Well, and, like, then, like,
1: and then you become buddies in class and you stand yes. or sit next to each other and then that eventually yeah. leads to, like, coffee. Like, I feel like there's such a more gradual progression to friendship in a setting like that. Mm-hmm. Like, where if you guys end up, like, saying, oh, I always come to the 7 so, yeah. o'clock class yeah. or, you know, whatever – and then it just becomes, like, part of your routine. I used to go to, with my sister to a specific class at the Y taught by one of our friends. And, like, we kept seeing the same mm-hmm. people come every week. We don't have Y memberships anymore because they kicked us off. Because um, we're, well, oh. They during COVID they figured out that we were no longer below the age limit to be on my parents. So they kicked us off because <laughs> we're adults. Oh. <laughs> um, but it was oh. really fun because, like, we started to kind of, like, recognize the people and have conversations and so it's just like a nice place um I mean yeah that was
0: something that I got when I was when I was home in North Carolina back when I was in grad school doing pure Mm -hmm. bar and I would always go to the same Monday 6 a.m class and that and I became friends with the girl who was the instructor for that class because she taught it every single week and like not many people are showing up to the 6 a.m. Monday class um so you really get to know the people that are taking your class when you're that mm-hmm. instructor and uh you know going to coffee shops you know seeing the same baristas frequently like you start to make friends with them I think I feel like we did that at wait Camino's when it was mm-hmm. still open during um really late at night during the uh before the pandemic and you start just habitually see the same people and it's a really great way to grow a conversation off of that because you there's something innate that you want to get to know mm-hmm. these people because they're just such familiar faces and my mother I think is really beautiful at this I think she's great at it because she's such, she's the definition of a Libra oh 100
1: she could literally talk to a literal fly
0: she am <laughs> serious, and I, I know she listens did. to this. No. So,
1: hello, Mother Teresa. Talk to your flies. Um, but seriously, <laughs> like she makes she makes you yeah. feel so like comfortable and wel- welcomed, and I think yeah. that's what she, I look for when I'm like meeting someone new.
0: She can make friends with the. She's made friends with the waitresses mm-hmm. before, and like they and she hangs out with them. So like she literally can't. And I have tried to learn from that quality of her um and implement that into my life. And at the end of the day, if someone doesn't want to hang out with you, you will know. And then those just aren't your people. Yeah. Like what it, you there is no harm done because you were never gonna see these people again. I mean unless like Sally in like your pure bar class next to you doesn't want to hang out with you, then it might be a little awkward. You might have to switch from 8 a eight AM to the seven AM class. Um Or just but, keep know.
1: going and Sally can leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah honestly that
0: that's a better option really it truly is like you like, no. no, you stand your yeah. ground but i i also think you know if you have roommates hanging out with them uh hanging out with people who live like in your unit uh, your building are also ways and you know if you have a common area like the pool there's ways to meet mm-hmm. people like that um You could also raw dog it and just, like, go up to somebody in Whole Foods.
1: (laughs) Not a good enough reason to use that phrase. Makes me think of Rebel Wilson. That's not a good enough reason. You could also just,
0: just have the gumption to go up to somebody in a whole foods and be like hey i love that bottle of rose like or like
1: urban outfitters like wherever you shop like you know there's gonna be yeah. people in there that are like if they're just like browsing Brows. but if they're like looking like they like are on a mission don't bother them don't bother them. i i say this
0: i say this and i went to target in sherman oaks one time and don't ask why I was in Sherman Oaks. Um, we don't talk about we it. We don't talk but anymore. I was at the Target in Sherman Oaks, and, like, I was getting, like, the Target chai. And this girl was like, have you tried that before? Like, is it really good? And I said, yeah, like, I've had it before. I like it. Um, I've, It just takes a little playing around with to figure out, like how much of this versus the milk and everything. She kept me trying to drive a conversation. She's like, oh, so what do you do? And I was like, I work in like film and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like a lot. It was a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was just like, this is not the vibe. Uh, I'm getting creepy vibes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I was
1: like, probably the opposite I of what heavy... she was
0: going for, but. <laughs> I wouldn't go heavy into like, oh, my God, like, what do you do? I want to learn all about you and blah, blah, blah. blah, 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 blah. And I I wouldn't do that. I I don't do that. Uh, Steady and slow wins the friendship race in that aspect. But I think one of my other friends out here, I mean, I've met them through this podcast. I've met people who have DM'd me and I liked them through TikTok as well, too. So it's just being open to people. And I think when you're open to people, people will see that. They'll recognize that. And they'll usually return that and have that investment and, you know, I think if you have a group setting where you can meet people, it's a lot easier. But don't be afraid to be like, "Hey, like I would really like to get to know you. I feel like we have a lot in common. um Let's go get drinks one night at this place, and or coffee, something that's a little bit more casual, and see what can grow from that. See what can blossom. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Just being open, and people will be open mm. to, to you back. I think it's yeah, the best way I can say that. I
1: agree with that. Wow. Look at us making friends out in the real world, world in the wild. Yeah,
0: and trust me, I I just highly encourage everyone listening to try and implement this somewhere in their life within the next couple of weeks because I think when it, I don't ever think it's bad to have a lot of friends. So if you are able to you know meet someone new, have a new perspective on life, and have just a deeper connection with somebody else outside of your core friend group, I think it's really great. So.
1: Yeah. yeah and so that does it for today's episode of the gals guide make sure to follow us on instagram at the gals guide pod also like us on facebook at the gals guide and become a gal scout in our facebook community you can also hit us up on our website thegalsguidepod.com and our personal social media which we will have linked in our show notes also if you are listening to us on apple Podcasts, please rate and review and then if you're listening to us on spotify go ahead and subscribe to our podcast so thanks for listening gals and we hope you come back for our next journey